0: Hey, movie lovers. Welcome to another episode of Does It Hold Up? I'm Adam.
1: And I'm Emily.
0: And we are walking the red carpet because we are talking about the 95th Annual Academy Awards. It's Oscars. Those just happened on Sunday night, and we're going to go over a recap of all the winners, what we thought of the show overall, and kind of how we well we did with our picks. So let's immediately get into it. This year, we had a host. His name was Jimmy Kimmel who is kind of a funny person, but also not really. He gave a nice 11-minute opening monologue that harped, harpened? That <laughs> harped on the slap from last year, the slap heard around the world, a lot. I don't yeah. think it was that great of a monologue. I think it was just okay. He didn't know where, how hard he could go with jokes. So there were ones that went way too far, and there were ones that were way too soft.
1: You yeah. didn't find a good balance. What do you think? Uh, I will say the highlight of that whole spiel was the Nicole Kidman joke about her escaping the uh, empty AMC. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever been to an AMC in the past, like, two years, you will know her little ad that plays before every movie where it's like, AMC, this we is the we come here movies.
0: to go to places we've never been before.
1: Except we've definitely been there before. Where the heroes
0: <laughs> feel like the best part of us.
1: He knows the entire and The sound
0: thing. you can feel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it was, it was, it cracked me up a lot.
0: Because at AMC, we make movies better. Sure. Just play the movie.
1: Yeah. It was a great joke. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: that one hit. That one hit pretty well. People laughed a lot. Nicole Kidman was laughing a bit too. Because she knows. <laughs> she, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and she knows everybody who watches movies is annoyed as hell with her. So yep. it was, it was a good moment. A uh, little bit awkward of a a full opening i wish there was more to it in the past they've done like opening skits they've gotten celebrity guests to be a part of it Mm -hmm. this one was just lackluster and i don't know if they're trying to get back into their groove after you know two years ago they they had the pandemic lockdown so they couldn't even do like the full show that they normally do the last couple of years they haven't even had a host Mm -hmm. so i wonder if they were just finding their footing again yeah Then our first award of the night was going to be presented. And the presenters were Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, which, listen, The Rock. This is the only time you're ever going to be on an Oscar stage. So it's cool. You had your moment. You you did your thing. It was awful. Never show up again. Please and thank you. You suck.
1: Hope you made the best of it.
0: Yes. But Uh I know you had a big problem
1: with this. I did. It was terrible because it was like... Emily Vaughn was like, okay, let's just get to it. Here's the nominees. And every time she would speak, Dwayne would talk over her and doing the whole spiel about like what animated movies are. And it's like, I get it. That's what we normally do before everything. But the fact that he talked over her so much just made him look terrible as a human being. And it's like, that's not something you should probably do. Like do a different kind of skit, something else. I mean, they were
0: just presenting him the way that he probably is in real life.
1: But they were handing out the
0: award for Best Animated Feature, which shocks me. That's a pretty big award to start the night with. And I felt like it was not a great beginning to what the show was going to be. I don't know how you felt when they announced that.
1: It was an odd one to start with. Like, either start really big or start really small, but like smart... Start starting mid-range it was just like
0: eh. Eh. <laughs> eh. yeah okay whatever yeah
1: <clears throat> but <laughs> they, present, like, eh.
0: they presented the award and it went to by no one's surprise guillermo del toro's pinocchio yeah the netflix original pinocchio listen it's guillermo the Academy loves him, especially after, what, 2018 when he won Best Director and Best Picture for Shape of Water? Yeah. Of course they're going to give him things. They absolutely love him. Do I think it was the right choice? No. Do you think it was the right choice?
1: No. Was it the choice that I picked? Yeah. But it was not the best animated picture.
0: No. And which one was? Uh, Puss in Boots. Absolutely. 100% agree. Puss in Boots had a better story. The animation was also just as beautiful and it had a more difficult story to tell
1: trust me if i had not seen in boots i would not tell you i would be like why is this even nominated but go watch it
0: yeah absolutely it's, please it's so go good. watch it i'm not sure where it's available right now probably like hbo max or something uh i think it's on paramount maybe uh know. go watch it it's beautiful and then you'll know what we're talking about when we say it probably should have won yep then we get to the award that i think they should have started the night with and it's actor in a supporting role why do i think it should have been the first one because of who won but there was a wonderful moment right before what was it
1: it was the presenter legitimately crying
0: ariana Debois
1: as she announced who won because didn't even give it a moment it was just like open the thing Saw the name
0: (laughs) bawling, as she said, Kiwi Kwan, for everything, everywhere, all at once. And it's well-deserved. He has a wonderful backstory where he was Data in the Goonies. He was Short Round in Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Like He was a big child star after being a refugee for a couple years, after his parents and him escaped a war-torn country or, you know, a civil unrest country they escaped from. And his parents sacrificed everything, got him here. He gets these roles. He thinks it's going to be, like, a thing. And then he's not in the industry for 30 years. He does some choreography. He does some stunt stuff. But he's never really back in front of the camera the way that he wants to be until this year, and last year, with everything everywhere all at once. And he plays Waylon. And what a freaking performance that was, having to play multiple people. And it it was beautiful this was one of those oscars where i was like this is a lock no one else can win this except for him so it's so nice to see what did you think of his speech
1: oh it was so beautiful it, it would have set the bar high if he was the one to start it because it was just impassioned it's this is how i got here and now that i'm here i want to tell everyone don't give up on your dreams I gave up on my dreams for the longest time, and I came back, and now look at me, I'm here. So whatever your dream is, keep going for it, which is a wonderful message. And he's literally
0: just crying the entire
1: time. And everyone's crying for him on their feet, like the first standing O, and we get it within the first, like, half hour.
0: Yeah, it's... I think it should have been the first one. It would have been a really nice moment to start the Oscars in that way and got people really invested and, you know already attached to what was happening yeah. so odd choice but next up they also then give out the best actress in a supporting role who everybody assumed angela bassett for black panther wakando forever was going to win this award but she did not who did win?
1: jamie lee curtis for everything everywhere all
0: at once good performance she was really good in that movie do i think she deserved it no do i think angela bassett should have won yes And I think Angela Bassett thought she should have won too, because when Jamie Lee Curtis is announced, they show all the nominees, everybody's cheering, except for Angela Bassett. Not even
1: a clap.
0: looks miserable. She looks like she is trying to explode Jamie Lee Curtis's head with her mind.
1: And you can tell that Jamie Lee Curtis did not think she was gonna win. Her speech is kind of all over the place. Her speech was two major things. One, look at how
0: much of a nepotism baby I am. Both my parents have been nominated for Oscars, and they never won, but hey, I did. Great. Probably not for this performance. Maybe something else you've done, like Freaky Friday, great performance. Probably, you know, never going to get nominated for it, but it was a hell of a performance. But then her the second half of her speech is just, hey, lighting department who worked on this movie, we won an Oscar. <laughs> Hey, costume department on this movie. We want an Oscar. This isn't just my Oscar. This, this is, is everyone's. Yeah, Oscar. And she just like goes through and she's like, "Hey, remember that one catering person who showed up on like that one random Thursday? We want an Oscar. It was like so weird, so weird. I couldn't get over her speech. <laughs> That's because she seemed very unprepared. Like I don't think she. She did. was so shocked to so, win. So I mean, even just her face when she wins, you could tell she was not expecting it. Yep. Then we go to our first. Of five performances for best original song and this one was from a movie called tell it like a woman which is a collection of short films all directed by women and the song is called applause written by Diane Warren what do you think of that performance
1: Uh, I liked it I like the singer so I'm a little biased on that (laughs) front I thought she looked just heavenly Um, They they all spend thousands of dollars they all look good on Oscar night I just thought her outfit looked good. All right. Fair. (laughs) Um, I like the fact that she sang pretty much the beginning of the song to the pianist who's been nominated so many times but has never won. Uh, I like the little interludes of them, of her just saying some words and then going back to singing, being like, this is for all the women out there.
0: So it was a fine performance. I'm not a huge fan of the song. I also feel like Things to this nature, the way that they did it was even the introduction of the performance was, hey, uh, screw you men. (laughs) I I got that too. And it was like, I get that. And I thought we were all working towards an equal society, not a you suck and look how good we are type of society. I do. Only women are good. Yeah, I didn't care for that. I didn't and that kind of set up a bad taste in my mouth moving into the actual performance which it wasn't just for me though if you look at the crowd they're all dead for this they're all they're all silent they're all no one's invested in it at the end it's like a golf clap basically yeah just it wasn't there it was a weird performance when she gets on her little stage and the light comes up from underneath her and she's glowing it's it was just weird i yeah. i didn't get it i didn't get it fair enough up next we had documentary feature award given out and this went to went to novani which is a documentary about a russian man who is speaking out against putin and his war in ukraine and he was drugged and it was an attempted assassination on his life and how he was fighting back and how he was returning home it was it was fine like the documentary feature could have been any one of them it would have made sense they were all just good
1: yeah i do appreciate the that uh for the acceptance speech the filmmakers let his wife talk because the guy's actually just imprisoned now and they have no idea when he's coming home Mm -hmm. so he gave his wife time to uh talk and be like we just want to be free. Well, I like that
0: she... She wasn't just, he wants to be free. That, that oh, I meant, like, we was, as a,
1: a country. It was, uh, my
0: husband's in jail for speaking the truth. And that's an embarrassment for an entire country. And they should be ashamed and they should do better. We can't wait till he's home because when he is, we know our country will be in a better place. Yeah. And it was like, that's that's touching. It was It was a really good moment to have her and her kids all on stage to accept this award. Great, great moment. That's kind of what the Oscars are about. Give me those kind of moments. Then we had the Live Action Short Award, which went to, I guess, a shocker. Uh, A lot of the odds makers, a lot of the critics all had Les Poupils winning this, which is a Disney-produced French film Mm -hmm. or Italian film, one of those two. But it actually ended up going to an Irish Goodbye
1: I was shocked. What do you think? I was not, because I absolutely despised Le Pou there That movie? Yeah, that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't speak French at all. <laughs> uh, I thought it was really boring and a little pointless. So I actually had chosen an Irish goodbye, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I got pleasantly surprised yeah, by that you one. Yeah,
0: you got lucky basically a little
1: bit yeah. um but they
0: did give us once again a wonderful moment on stage because one of the lead actors in an irish goodbye it was his birthday on sunday yeah. and so they came up there and in acceptance speeches usually get to run about 45 seconds and so they went up and they said hey we thank people we blah 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 and they were like we're done thanking people we want to spend the rest of this time singing happy birthday to james who's the actor and they got everyone the in the academy, theater yeah. singing happy birthday. And that's a memory this guy is going to take with him for the rest of his life. And amazing to see these celebrities who are like, probably haven't met him before. Like maybe, you know, have seen the movie or whatever are just no cares. They just sing.
1: Yep. And it was beautiful. That's more of what I want. And he had a wonderful jacket on.
0: Oh my God. His leopard print jacket. Yep. Fantastic. <laughs> he looked like a million bucks. hmm. Next up was the award for cinematography, which, okay, here's my first side tangent here. Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors presented this award. They are wonderful together, but good God, their little introduction skit took forever. They were explaining cinematography. They actually like used a camera to demonstrate what a shot would look like if you're trying to shoot somebody more tall and powerful. They like moved this camera. It took like 12 minutes. It didn't really, that's super over-exaggeration, but it was way too long. Do you want to where I want that time to go? To the acceptance, to the winners, giving their acceptance speech, let them talk. But no, we'd rather spend it on Michael B. Jordan going, hey guys, you know how I directed Creed three, And then I knew stuff about the camera and I put the camera over here to do this kind of sh-
1: Shut up, get yeah. to the award. They did not tell um, Jonathan Majors Jonathan Majors that they were going to move to that one camera that was going and shrinking into the floor. Because yes, he, he was not. looking straight on. Yep. And not at
0: that camera. He was looking at the teleprompter camera he was supposed to be looking at. Yeah, It was just a really awkward thing. And it went way too long. Just move on. Yep. Get to the nominees. Get to the award. But we do get <laughs> to the award. And no surprise here all quiet on the western front walks away with this agree disagree
1: agree i had this one picked it was just gorgeous
0: it was um it was also my pick but that yeah, doesn't matter because i don't have an oscar vote uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful movie if you haven't seen it it's on netflix check it out just for the cinematography alone you want to put it on mute and just look at the pretty picture please do they do some wonderful things in it james friend is the cinematographer who ended up winning he gave a really awkward speech where he just rambled i'm not real sure he wrote a speech i think he just went up there and winged it yeah and it just came across bad i was actually really shocked that they didn't play him off i thought he went a little too long and that he was about to get hit with the music and he just never came just never came
1: yeah he that shows definitely should stay behind the camera <laughs>
0: yes next up was another song performance this one was from everything everywhere all at once for the song this is a life performed by the star one of the stars of everything everywhere all at once stephanie shu and some guy who wrote the song yeah don't remember his name right now and it was a bad performance uh, i didn't understand anything that was happening it wasn't anything creative like you were in one of the most creative movies in all of 2022 and this performance was
1: bland And you literally, you had people with the googly eye on their foreheads and then the hot dog hands. And the one singer had a hot dog hand. Yeah. Um, But but they did not sound good together.
0: No, he was definitely, he was off pitch. I'm not a singer. Uh, I spent my whole life singing. I love music though. Um, You know, I used to watch American Idol and all this stuff. And my family would make fun of me because I'd always be able to pick the winners because I can hear music really well. And he was off pitch and he was actually behind on tempo as well. Like, everything about his half of the performance was bad, which then made her half also bad because there was just this weird mix happening.
1: Yeah, and I get that's kind of what the song is like, but no.
0: No, it's it's not. No way is that song, hey, let's not sing on the same tempo and be completely off, even when we're supposed to be singing at the same time. No. Yeah. It was it was a bad performance, and the audience also agreed because it got a very lackluster response when it was done. Yeah, but that was our second of the five nominated songs. Then we go into makeup and hair, and once again, could have went to a couple different movies. Could have went to the Batman for their Colin for changing Colin Farrell into the Penguin, who was completely unrecognizable. It could have went to Elvis just for the sheer amount of makeup that went into that movie. But it didn't. It went to the whale for the fat suit that they put on Brendan Fraser. Talk to me.
1: I had not picked the whale. Um, I should have. I kind of figured they normally like the fat suits, but um, I, I thought it was a good choice. Mm-hmm. I think it deserves to win. I mean, the, his whole the way he looks at that movie is pretty seamless. Yeah. Like,
0: if you were like, no, that's just really what that guy looks like, I'd be like, yeah, okay. I
1: was like, dang, Brendan Fraser let himself go.
0: Yeah, like legitimately. (laughs) So I thought it was a good choice. I don't think it was anything special. But what was interesting about this win is three people went on stage to accept, a man and two women. The man was sitting closer to the stage, so he got there in time. But the women were either, one, not paying attention when the winners were announced. Or two, were not in the room when the winners were announced because... It took a good, like, 40 seconds for them to get to the stage, and it was really long, awkward silence waiting for them, and then he gets up, he accepts it, he says thank you to people, The one of the women go to talk, and immediately music plays, and they are shuffled off the stage. First person played off of the night.
1: What did you think of that? That was weird, right? It- it drew a whole bunch of awes from the crowd because you never want to see someone not even get a chance to say anything. Should have been
0: paying attention and made it to the
1: stage in time. But yeah, that's exactly the point that I would make. Like you, you this is a long thing already, long show. Yeah. you have to be ready.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was weird. Like I, like I said, it. I don't know what happened, but I imagine they didn't even know they won it first until somebody told them, and that's why it took so long because it should never take that long to get to the stage. And usually, usually, the director and producer of the Oscars know where everybody's sitting. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's sitting farther back and they win, they give them extra time. But this felt too long. Yeah. Where it was like, I almost thought they were going to cut to commercial and then cut <laughs> back to them on stage accepting it. That's how long it felt. Yeah. super weird. I Not the kind of moment you want to be remembered for. Then we get a weird Warner Brothers promo here, and I know you had a big problem with this, where it was like, they literally just stopped the show, Mm -hmm. and a presenter uh, came out and was like, hey, you know Warner Brothers, the studio? You know how they make movies? Here, let me show you the history of them making movies. And they showed this long clip, like three and a half minute clip, four minute clip of different movies they've made in the history of Warner Brothers.
1: What the hell was that about? It felt unnecessary. I mean, we had a similar thing for Disney, even going so far as showing a trailer for The Little Mermaid, which I don't think we'll ever see the Oscars. Oh my god, it
0: looks so bad. Like, the trailer Mm -hmm. they showed on TV looked better than the trailer they showed at the Oscars.
1: Yeah. But it was just like, we have time for this. We already feel like we're taking forever to get anywhere. And there's not even, like, doing skits or stuff or other things that we're normally having. It's just, like, this This seems like a waste of time. Like, cool and all, but a waste of time. Right, that seems like something you put, like, on the
0: pre-show. Yeah. Or it's something you put on YouTube of this three-minute video of, like, here's the history of Warner Brothers.
1: Or make it be one of your commercial breaks.
0: Yeah. Super weird. Speaking of weird, the next little thing that happens that's noteworthy Jimmy Kimmel walks out on stage with a donkey. Yeah. But not any donkey. It's the donkey from the Banshees of Anna Sharon, which if you haven't seen yet, check it out. It's a Jenny, great movie. But Jenny the donkey. He comes out and it says
1: emotional, emotional support, support
0: vest, yeah. uh, wearing an emotional support vest. And he has another thing about the slap that happened last year. Hey, if any of you are feeling like you want to get angry or whatever, you can come talk to our emotional support donkey. But then it was like, oh, if you didn't win in your anger, if you didn't it was just a really weird segment. I think the only way you save this is if Colin Farrell gets up on stage and and gets the donkey or the donkey comes down to him or something. Because they Jimmy Kimmel even was like, Colin, do you recognize that this is the donkey? This is like he's trying to make a joke of it,
1: but it just fell flat again. It did not work at all. Like I will say, I love the donkey. But the whole skit bit didn't work.
0: Yeah, facts. Next up is the award for costuming, best costuming. And it of course goes to, this is a second win for this person, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, who also won back in 2018 for Black Panther, Ruth Carter, who's the costume designer. What do you think of the win? What do you think of the the movie that was picked? Agree, disagree?
1: Agree, it wasn't what I picked, but I think it did so much good work that it definitely deserved what it got.
0: So they had a cool thing as the presenters were on stage announcing the nominees, there was a whole wardrobe behind them, and they had pieces of the wardrobe from each of the nominees that you could see. And what I noticed is, is when they showed the wide of all of them, my eyes were drawn to the Black Panther stuff. Yep. And immediately I went, got it. That's going to win. It draws the eye that well. And yeah. she won, and it was, it was great, but... The speech was overly long complicated and boring um
1: the one shining moment of her speech was talking about her mother Yep,
0: yeah, who unfortunately had just passed but was like
1: 101 i yeah. believe um but so had that going along with the whole thank your mother
0: <laughs> yes yeah, so it, it was just a running theme throughout
1: yeah but yeah it
0: was just a it was a nothingness i i think she spoke to a certain demographic that was not there and so people didn't connect to what she was saying could be next up was a something that I will let you mostly talk about because mm-hmm. I know you were super excited about it it was our third performance of a song nominated for an oscar and it was from RRR the indian film and it was Natu Natu
1: it as the announcer said it was a banger <laughs>
0: like it was a banger
1: banger <laughs> <laughs> they had dancers come out they were doing moves from the movie that are just insane like how do you do that with your leg and with your um suspenders suspenders like you moved so seamlessly and i'm just like i could never why are you guys so amazing and it was probably peak performance it got everyone moving and grooving it was the perfect one to do right in the middle (laughs) i am
0: uh i'm a big wrestling fan and we always talk about pops And that just basically means the crowd reaction to something that happens. This might have been, it was easily top three pops of the night, top three reactions of the night when this song was announced. And then when the performance was over, people just out of their seat, they couldn't help it. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was so good. (laughs) Then we get a pitch for the uh, Academy of Motion Pictures Museum in LA and It was awkward. They had the president of the Academy come out to introduce it with Eva Longoria for some reason. Like, (laughs) yeah, go back to being a real housewife or whatever your thing was. I didn't like it. Like, it's cool that they have a museum, but I didn't need a five-minute pitch of why I should go there. If I'm watching the Oscars, clearly I love movies, and so I will go there. You just have to tell me that it exists, and I'll probably go there. Who was this for?
1: Honestly, this is another one of those things that could have just been one of your commercial breaks instead of taking this... up your actual airtime. Mm-hmm. It it was so just meh. Nah. And then <laughs> I actually appreciated the president speaking more than I did Eva Longoria. Like she did much better job. Yeah. It was it was just no. Awkward. It was all
0: awkward. Like I didn't understand it. It was self indulgent. Like, it's cool you guys opened a museum. You don't have to pat yourselves on the back about it. You have millions upon millions of dollars. You should have opened up a museum 40 years ago.
1: We recreated uh, the the piano from Casablanca. And it's like, but you could have just had the original one. It also doesn't look anything like the one that they had.
0: Listen, it's not black and white. (laughs) All right? You're lying to me. can't help this. It was just a little too weird. I, I didn't care for it at all. Yeah. Then we get some more slap jokes, which just completely fell flat. Yep. Then we go to the documentary short film. And I am... What? What was this? Because the Elephant Whisperers, which is a documentary about a family who takes care of elephants on a, on a uh, reserve and about two of the people that work there falling in love.
1: I don't know. It was fine, but to honestly watching it, I was kind of bored. I thought there was better ones that could have won. But, you know, this is a toss-up. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, it could have been any of them, but I definitely had Stranger at the Gate, which had Same. Malala. Uh, if you don't know who she is, she's a big proponent of peace. She's won a Nobel Peace Prize. She's a huge person in the world. She produced this one. It was a wonderfully well uh, told story, well-made documentary with very interesting concept. Uh, I was shocked. I, I've said that a few times, but there were definitely moments that I was just like, my jaw hit the floor of I like, couldn't believe what was happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought Stranger at the Gate should have won. And speaking of Malala, uh, there was a weird moment where Jimmy Kimmel went into the crowd later in the show and was like asking questions. It was a whole segment of, Hey, for the first time ever, we asked fans to send in questions they wanted to ask you, and we're going to ask you them. And he goes to Malala, and he's like, hey, you know, you're up for this, blah, 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 whatever. And then he says, okay, so this person wants to know, do you think Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? Because that was a huge thing when Don't Worry Darling came out, the premiere, it looked like he spit on him, it was a whole controversy. It's a joke, but Malala looks at him completely Blank, Like, she has no idea what's happening. And says, I only talk about peace. Like, that's cool and all, but, like, it's a joke. Can do you not get that? Can you not participate in this? Like, I understand who you are, and I respect who you are as a person, but there's also times to relax, understand that things are a joke, maybe play along a little bit. It's not going to hurt your stature as who you are.
1: I somewhat disagree uh i i think that was probably one of the worst things that you could ask her not like the absolute worst but it was just like of all the things that's what you're gonna ask this person you could have asked anyone in the crowd that
0: and they would have gone
1: along with it but this person has like this image to uphold of peace and i fight for people's rights what
0: would this have done different for her her voice of for peace it wasn't like he said, "Hey, yes or no, you hate peace." No, it was a joke. She could have just said, "I don't know." She could yeah. have answered it. She could have The next question was to Colin Farrell going, "Hey, you were in Banshees of Inisherin and you got to use your natural Irish accent, and this person's question is, what the hell did you say through that movie because I couldn't understand you?" And then he looked at Jessica Chastain, and he was like, "You worked with Matt Damon. I heard Matt Damon sucks. Can you comment?" Like they were all stupid comments. It just it reflected poorly in that moment and it made it a really awkward segment where it lingered on her a little too long, where if she would have just answered it, he could have just moved on.
1: I don't know. True. I mean, I think I thought the segment itself was just terrible. So that's
0: fair. You, you absolutely hated
1: it. I did. I was just like, this is just awkward as all get out. All
0: right. Moving on from that though, we go to animated short, best animated short i'm i'm very disappointed in the winner of this one
1: so not (laughs) the movie that ended
0: up winning was called the boy the mole the fox and the horse from apple tv plus yeah it wasn't it wasn't great it was fine but my biggest problem was it was a fortune cookie wrapped into an animated short it was all just every sentence that came out of people's mouths was something you'd put on a poster and hang up in your room. There was no real story. There was no real, you had a bunch of big names behind it and it wasn't even that great animated. It looked like a flip book animation. It was bad. I picked the Ice Merchants. A lot of other people I know picked that as well. It should have won. I'm disappointed.
1: I'm not, I picked that one because I thought it was really cute and it gave me stra- strong uh, Winnie the Pooh vibes.
0: Yeah, then just make a Winnie the Pooh one. <laughs> yeah, not, not, was not a fan of that. But the speech for it was fine. Like, they got up and they gave a pretty good speech about what that short meant to them. So, yeah. I liked that. Next up, we have our fourth performance of one of the nominated songs. And it was Lady Gaga, her Top Gun, performing hold my hand how awkward was this
1: performance i don't get why she got to do a full like speech before yeah Mm -hmm. everyone else had someone else introduce it and like do their natural oscar introduction but she's like this one's very personal to me
0: (laughs) you want to know why because she won an oscar
1: Mm -hmm. she has
0: an oscar and that's all that matters to them Mm -hmm. oh you have an oscar cool well why don't you talk about this oscar that you're up for it was super weird uh up until like a couple days ago she wasn't even scheduled to perform because she was busy shooting joker foy de lee the second joker yeah and she wasn't even supposed to perform then randomly something i didn't even know until day of i happened to see an article saying she's going to perform because i was even telling you Oh, we only have like three performances because Gaga's not performing this other one. And then all of a sudden it changed and all five were going to be performed. And I was, I was dumbfounded. And you could tell that it was last minute. She was completely unprepared. There was nothing to it. She just sat on a stool and sang, and it didn't even sound that good. And I love yeah. her voice. I'm not a huge fan of Lady Gaga. I'm a huge fan of the woman behind it and her voice because it's beautiful. And I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. And like you said, that intro, super awkward. Yeah. Super awkward. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Next up was the award for production design. And this is, again, one that I'm very disappointed in because All Quiet on the Western Front won. And it was like, you guys didn't do anything special. Like, it's a war movie. You showed the bunkers. You showed a tank. You showed the barracks. You sh- you just showed typical war
1: stuff. What What was yeah. special about it? I was a little disappointed by this one as well. I thought it was just too like you it's it's, it's expected. You made everything that was expected. Mm-hmm. So you could have given it to something else that had to more create what they had to put on screen.
0: I mean, I I chose Babylon for this, having to recreate 1920s
1: Hollywood. That's not easy. This was one that I kind of just threw a dart at the wall and it landed on Fableman's. It did not win.
0: (laughs) No, it didn't even come close. I'm sure it was probably like the fifth in that category. Yeah. Next up was Original Score, which, oh, no. This is is again where the Academy was like, we don't know what we're doing. We probably didn't actually watch any of these movies. So we're going to give it once again to All Quiet on the Western Front. The score is fine. The music in that movie is fine, but it's nothing special. When you have movies like Babylon, which is recreating and remastering classic jazz, but modernizing it and creating their own original jazz pieces, that's incredible to do in 2022. Not only that, but you also
1: had... Banshees of Sharon, which <sighs> managed to mix both uh, Irish music, but able to make it so tense you were able to show off the entire feel of the movie through that music
0: yeah they took like a like classic irish folk songs like the way that sound and they took it down like an octave just to like make your skin not
1: you're so unease yeah, yeah.
0: so the fact that all quiet was just like i don't know sometimes we had some drums play yeah was a little bit of a, a confounding winner so once again that was two in a row that i just didn't agree with And All Quiet on the Western Front's a beautiful movie, just not in those aspects. Yeah. And then up next, we had our final song performed that was nominated for best original song. And it was by Rihanna for the movie Black Panther Wakanda Forever. The song was called Lift Me Up. And we had pregnant Rihanna standing in what I can only assume is a bird's nest. She's a mama bird,
1: apparently. It was was weird uh, design. For all the things that they had on on stage. But it was just like, eh, it's an okay performance. <laughs> yeah, it was just an
0: okay performance. I know it got a
1: standing ovation, but I think that was more for... The movie behind it.
0: The movie behind it or the person it was written for. Because Rihanna and Ryan Coogler, who also directed Black Panther Wakanda Forever, wrote it in memory of Chadwick Boseman, who we tragically lost. And I'm thinking it was more... For him, the standing ovation and the applause, because the performance itself was bad. And I know she just performed at the Super Bowl as well. If you guys watched that, it was a big controversy about if she was lip syncing or not at the Super Bowl. And I have the same question here because there were times that she would Pull be away right from. dead in front of the microphone, blah, blah 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 blah, and then she would turn her head to the right, still singing, and the sound wasn't changing. And I get microphones can pick up sound from everywhere, but it at least changes. If I'm this close to the microphone talking, and then I just turn my head like this, you'll notice that the microphone doesn't pick up the sound in the same exact way. But here, nothing ever changed. It was super, super awkward. It was emotional, awkward, and boring. (laughs) That's what I wrote down. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that?
1: No, that's, that's exactly the sentiments I had.
0: Okay. Next up was best writing original screenplay and it went to everything everywhere all at once the daniels who
1: are daniel kwan and daniel Scheinert. what do you think they had a very awkward speech like in which one of them brought up imposter syndrome and i'm just like no
0: i don't even know if it was this exact speech that they brought it, up. it was oh, okay
1: yeah they're like oh my imposter syndrome is acting up so bad right now because Listen, it was their Gen first X. speech getting up there right like he he spent his entire
0: time which they went way over time and yeah. they should have been played off stage but that's fine um it was daniel kwan talking about imposter syndrome and it was just i thank my mom for not letting me give up on myself and i thank my wife for for telling me that i can do it when those days that i think i can't because i don't think i'm good because i'm an imposter and dude accept your speech and yeah. move on
1: yeah. Like give, give your speech, take your award. The and thing go. you made was put up for eleven Oscars.
0: Yeah. Now
1: I guess you're was, not an imposter.
0: I guess I get he was talking about it before the movie became a success, but listen, you are making you are making a professional Hollywood budget film. You're not an imposter. Like I didn't connect with that at all. As somebody who works in the film industry who wants to eventually be on that stage, who would love to direct film, who would love Oh, nothing more than that like you what yeah. i didn't connect to your speech it was and just i don't so know who it was for like i don't know what the purpose of that was yeah the other guy wasn't any better he just went up there and was like hey how many knock knock jokes can i say i know he didn't actually say knock knock jokes but it was he didn't give any real speech it There was, was no just, substance to their speech no it was the icing on a cake without the cake it was weird It wasn't even icing it was it was super weird i yeah any of their speeches i did not like next up then we got writing for best writing for adapted screenplay and sarah polly won this award for the movie women talking right choice perfect choice yeah uh the what she did with this story of a bunch of women sitting in a bar and talking was absolutely astounding she knew how to use... We talked about this in our last episode. She knew how to use her her pauses, her silences. She knew how to give each person an individual voice without conflict, without it ever coming to like, I hate you in screaming matches. And it was so wonderfully written. And she gave a wonderful speech as well. She didn't have to talk about women empowerment or anything or degrade other sexes. It was just... I worked hard for this. This stuff kind of happens. We need more good voices. I did this for my kids to show you that you can do whatever you want. And that's the kind of speech I like.
1: I definitely wrote it down that her speech was just so composed and so well thought out. Mm -hmm. I thought she did such a wonderful job. It was just like, can you just write everyone's speeches? (laughs) Yeah.
0: To me, it was like somebody told her two weeks ago she was winning and every night for three hours, she stood in a mirror and said her speech. Yeah. Because that's how, and it didn't take anything away from it. It was yeah. over-rehearsed and yet still emotionally impactful. Yes, it was. Very, very good. Then we got to Best Sound. And it went to, dun Top Gun Maverick. Amazingly. This weird, big Hollywood budget legacy sequel that nobody knew was going to be good. Just won an Oscar. Mm-hmm i i agree with it i, did I think too. the sound design was amazing
1: they had a lot to do with those planes and all the different kinds of sounds that you could get from all the different vehicles that they used and the different locations that they were in i thought it it, it was a good one although pretty much everyone in that uh category could have won it yeah it was quite the toss-up but i'm glad they did
0: <laughs> yeah i i am too Sometimes you need that big-budget film that everyone's seen to win an award. It'll get people talking, yeah. and this was the right award for this movie. Um, But it also had a very painful presentation. I don't even remember who the presenters were, but I remember being like... You felt awkward. Fast-forward it, please. I, I can't deal <laughs> with this. Just give me the winners. I'm out. Yeah, I felt that way about a lot of the presenters, though. They just... I don't know. It just didn't work. Yeah. Next up, then, we get to finally giving out the award for best original song. And I was blown away when it was announced. It went to Triple R's Natu Natu.
1: Yes. It wasn't even the one I picked because I went with my head instead of my heart, but it was my heart pick and it won. <laughs> finally, not a ballad.
0: Yeah. I feel like the Oscars always just fall into like, Did you carry a note? Did you carry a single note for 25 seconds without a breath? You win an award. Yeah. Oh, you were super emotional and made people cry? You win an award. Oh, you're super catchy and no one can get you out of their head? Nah. Yeah. And then Natu Natu comes around around, and it's like, it's just a a song about dancing, and yet it's emotionally impactful, amazingly performed, Yeah. and it's a banger. And they finally are like, Huh, maybe we are in tune with the people.
1: Yes, just yes. I wrote in all caps yeah. when I wanted. I was like, so, yes.
0: so very excited for it. Uh, next up, we have John Travolta on stage, which I'm surprised they invited him back after every other time he comes on, he just butchers something. Mm. But he introduces Lenny Kravitz, who performs a song during the in memory in memorium section. It was fine. It's better than some of the past years uh, in memoriam segments. This one's just something was off about it. I don't know what can't put my finger on it, but it felt too fast. Maybe they forgot people. Maybe it was just awkwardly put together. Something just
1: didn't sit right with me. Yeah. So what do you think? It felt rushed. Like they didn't give breath to anyone. And it was just like, you had some big names there. Why didn't you give them the the love that they should have gotten? But because no. yeah. we managed to cut back to Lenny Kravitz performing like three times. It's like, spend that time on the people that were actually supposed to be memori- Mem-
0: remembering,
1: <laughs> remembering right now. So. Yeah. I also think Lenny Kravitz was a weird choice. When I'm thinking
0: of like missing someone and that sadness, Wendy Kravitz is not the person that comes to mind.
1: I like the song, so it was Mm, fine. Okay.
0: (laughs) Next up, we have the award for best editing, and it goes to Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I have decided that the award was not for the best editing. The award was for the most editing. Because, I'm sorry, Everything Everywhere All at Once was not the best edited film of last year. The edits were very in your face of, did you see it? Did you see the edit? Oh, okay. You didn't see that one. Did you see this next one? Oh, why don't we just throw 17 edits in the next five seconds? You'll have to see them that that time. There wasn't anything. I understand that they had to tell a very complex story with editing so that it made sense. But there were moments they cut things. There were moments that I thought they cut things too early. I wasn't a huge fan of the editing, but I know you liked it.
1: I did like it. Uh, Was it the best one? I don't know. It was definitely the whole adage of the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It was the most noticeable. It was the most you could definitely tell they did a good job with editing. So I think that's why I got it. But it wasn't the most seamless edit. Yes. Which is sometimes the best and the hardest thing to do. The technical aspect of their editing
0: was good. How they chose to use their editing wasn't, at least in my opinion. So it was a little weird for them to win the award, but I guess they weren't really up against many others that I think it was a weak category this year. Let's just say that. Yeah. There was nothing like a Birdman or a 1917 where you are, have these seamless edits to make it look like it's just one long take and you know, clearly you have to have the award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to our top four awards of the night as we're finishing out here. Best Director. Goes to everything, everywhere, all at once. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinart, collectively known as the Daniels. I It's fine. I picked this one, but it was just like, eh. It was nominated for 11 awards. Clearly, the Academy absolutely loved them this year. Yeah. It, I didn't pick them to win because I thought maybe... Some people were going to vote them pretty far down on their list because of the overabundance of love for them that that maybe Spielberg was going to step in and actually take the award. But it's not a shocker. So can I side tangent real quick? Sure. Give me me just like a minute. Okay. Everything Everywhere All at Once is a good movie. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed it a, a, a lot. I'll probably end up watching it again. I haven't yet, but I probably will. My problem with it is It's a very of-the-moment movie. It came, it caught the zeitgeist, and I think it's going to fade very fast. I wouldn't be surprised, and this is no shade. I don't wish this for them. I want them to succeed. I love having brand new voices in film, but I feel like the Daniels are going to, this is their peak. They're done. They're going to make another movie. People are going to go, eh, eh. They're going to try to make one more. People aren't going to like it. And they're going to fade into obscurity. Do I want that for them? No. But I feel like that's what's going to happen. And I don't know if we should be rewarding that. Especially on Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which was just a hodgepodge of a bunch of nonsense that somehow coherent somehow came out semi-coherent. But I don't think it was that great of a movie as other people do.
1: It's really hard to get this level of success this early on in your career and not have it just... Fail. Yeah. Everyone will be expecting that from you now on. And you're not going to be able to do that more than once. This Mm -hmm. was a, a, as terrible of a term it is, it is a one in a million shot. Yeah.
0: Not everybody can be Spielberg. More people end up like Shyamalan or Lerman. Or tons of other directors that you have never heard of. (laughs) That you've seen their movies, but you have no idea who they are. Yeah, And that just, it, it was a little too overly, we love you so much. And I just, I wasn't the biggest fan of Everything Everywhere all at once. Yeah. Next up, we get the best actor in a leading role, which this was the award I was the most crazed about all night i could not wait to get to this award because it was a two-man race with a third that could have came in and stolen it and that was austin butler brennan fraser and colin farrell in third and i had no freaking clue who was going to win i know who's the sentimental favorite but i also know who had the momentum coming into the night and i was pins and needles waiting for this announcement what do you think i'm not gonna say you can go ahead tell them who won because i know how excited you were
1: brennan fraser i love him so much you could see just how like shocked he was that he won and just he was so beyond be beside himself that his speech was kind of a disaster because he was shaking he didn't know what he wanted to say or how he was gonna say it like nothing seemed to come out right, but it was such a moment that everyone was crying.
0: He took five second breaths in between every word because I feel like if he didn't, he was just going to cry uncontrollably. Yeah. Probably an ugly cry with how like emotional he was in that moment.
1: Yeah. It was wonderful. They showed him a few times throughout and he (laughs) always had tears in his eyes and I'm just like, oh, I want to give you a
0: hug. So what I love, so my pick was Austin Butler I thought he had the momentum coming in. He won the Golden Globe for Best Actor for Elvis. People were talking about him. It was going. Brendan Fraser was my second pick because I thought everybody loves him. And once again, it's it's kind of like Kiwi Kwan. Great backstory coming in. And those two speeches together. The fact that we had Kiwi Kwan and Brendan Fraser win Oscars on the same night is... Beautiful. <sighs> yes. I wanted to come up with some like poetic word or something like that, but beautiful is the most poignant word for it. It is amazing. And I could not be more excited for that man after all he's gone through. And if you don't know it, go look up his story. It's, he's another person who was popular. Obviously everybody knows him from The Mummy. And then all of a sudden, where'd he go? What happened? And it was a whole mess of stuff where he was getting blacklisted by people and he had to fight his way back. So, to see him on that stage and his performance was the only reason to watch the world. <laughs> the only reason.
1: Well, the, the. Oh, Hong
0: Chao. Yes. Yes. He did
1: wonderful as well. Yeah. But definitely, definitely his performance. Yeah.
0: It was it what was a an moment. emotional, emotional moment. And um, so, two years ago, They tried to end the Academy Awards on Best Actor. Normally they do it with Best Picture. Best Picture is always the last award given out. But they tried to do Best Actor because they had a feeling Chadwick Boseman was going to win for, I don't remember what role right now. I think it was like Judas and the Messiah or something like that. He was going to win. Everybody thought he was going to win. And it didn't work. They thought it was going to be this emotional moment of uh, he just passed away like three mo- two months ago. He's going to win this award. We're going to end on this emotional moment. It's going to be great. This was the year. This was that should have been the end. Brendan Fraser crying, walking off stage, should have been like the last image we were left with. Yeah, because after that, and this is even sh- even a slight against the next two awards, but after his amazing speech and his emotional moment, we get best actress in a leading role and it goes to my girl michelle Yeoh.
1: yeah yeah it does and her speech was wonderful as well
0: it was tell them about it
1: it was all about the idea of all the people out there that look like me can now see it's possible we can do this and i'm like I don't even have the words. I don't know what she said exactly verbatim. So it was just like, that was the part that stuck out the most to me where she's like, yeah, it's possible. Mm -hmm. We're, we're here. We did this. Yeah. So she thanked her mom. Of course. (laughs) Had to thank her mom.
0: Absolutely. She did. She had a wonderful speech and it was a wonderful moment because she deserved it.
1: Yes. And
0: it was the Academy going, Oh, maybe it's not just white people that can win awards. We can give it to other people it works it's okay and i was like i'm all in yeah i just
1: they should have flipped them oscar is think... so white it doesn't just mean like one race he, yeah all races should be considered come on now yes. so wonderful moment
0: but i don't think her speech was as impactful to the people live watching at home or the people live in the audience i don't think it was as impactful as fraser's speech was yeah so they i wish they would have just flipped them Then we get to our last award of the night and it goes it's for best picture the big award and it goes to everything everywhere all at once at this point i'm checked out i do not care it was not the best picture of last year yeah Uh, i've already gone on my side tangent so i won't do it again but please tell the people what did you think
1: uh well i don't know if we even talked about it but the best my best picture went to best international uh all quiet on the western front and I thought that was the best movie of the year, so clearly I did not agree. I didn't even think it was the second best, in my opinion. I wonder if the vote got split or something. Or they just loved the craze of this movie, because I don't think it was the best one of the year.
0: Nah, I think you're right, somehow I think
1: we missed, uh,
0: I missed best international feature. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't in my notes, but yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, it won for best international. All quiet feature. on the
0: Western Front won for best international feature, which is what I assumed it was going to win for because I didn't think it was going to win. Best I picture. let my
1: heart lead my best picture nom, and so it couldn't win the other ones. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I was just at this point, I was sick of seeing the Daniels on stage. True, they're um, not good at the stage. So it wasn't anything great. Where it was like, okay, it's Leo it's leonardo dicaprio and he's been working his whole life and he probably should have already had like three oscars and he's finally getting one and And let's watch him win it wasn't uh scorsese when he won for the departed and it was like dude you should have won for raging bull or many of your other films like what why this one but you were compelled you wanted to watch it wasn't there was no stories behind this it was like these dudes came out of nowhere they made a film that, for some reason, caught the zeitgeist. And it was, I think, mostly because we were coming out of the pandemic. The pandemic, And people were like, hey, I want to go watch this crazy shit in a movie theater. Yep. Like, if, I, if Everything Everywhere All at Once came out any other year, I don't know if it does as well. That's all I'm saying. Fair. And I was just done with seeing them. Both of their other speeches fell completely flat. There was no connection. I didn't feel like they actually loved that they won i didn't feel the emotion in the the oh my god we won an oscar
1: well they didn't work to get up to that point like everyone else is normally like i've been working so hard for so long to do to get to this point and they're just like yeah i i made a movie and now i'm here yeah
0: and that was their speeches like i said the daniel shiner his speech was always just let me throw some jokes out there and see if people laugh because but his jokes were the same kind of jokes that he put in the movie and i just i don't know it didn't work the other guys speeches were, were all over the place i don't know it, it there was something just off about it what i was happy for is seeing uh kiwi kwan and michelle yo and jamie lee curtis and stephanie shu and all those people getting up on stage and being a part of it and like i'm so happy for them taking a smaller budget film all the way to a huge success and then getting also recognized by the academy as an ex- as a success i was happy for that it's yeah. nice to see those mid budget films succeed in some way Indeed. but i don't know it, it wasn't the best picture of the year for me so yeah. and kind it of kind of left me on a sour note
1: and that kind of was the the same note we had going through especially like halfway through to fi- to the final bit i was just like i'm so over this it's long every other award is a commercial break it was just overly drawn out and i feel like there wasn't enough to this one to keep it interesting Mm -hmm. the entire way through rather than like bringing up skits or doing some fun things to keep us interested it was just like and next one and when you have so there's been other films that have been nominated
0: for 11 plus awards but the interesting part about that is like lord of the rings return of the king nominated for all the awards Mm -hmm. and the 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 idea there was how many is it going to win because experts were saying it's probably just gonna win them all like whatever it's up for it's just gonna win so there was that intrigue here but when you had everything everywhere all at once nominated for 11 you had all quiet no i think they were nominated for
1: everything everywhere was nominated for 11.
0: so was all quiet on the western front I believe they were both nominated for 11 then.
1: I think that one might have been 10, but I'm not sure. But it was
0: similar. Yeah. But it's like when those two movies are just winning most everything, even when it's probably not deserved for yeah. that particular thing, I just was checked out. The show ran overtime. It always runs overtime. Academy, you need to figure this out. You need to make, don't have Jimmy Kimmel come out and make jokes about, man, this show's really long. We're going to go overtime. No, just don't go overtime. Yeah. It's not that hard. Write the show to be within the three hours you say it's going to be. Yeah. It's, It's easy, guys. It's really easy. But all night, it was really poorly paced Oscars. I think the awards given out were in a really strange order as well. They didn't build any emotional support behind things as they led up to giving it out. The skits weren't there. The jokes fell flat. The acceptance speeches were again, all over the place. Some yeah. were brilliant and some were like, can you just, just play the music? Yeah. Let's, we'll get let's Get them all off the
1: stage. Let's go. go. Yeah.
0: For me, it was interesting to see them have a host again. I was interested in some of the ca- uh, board categories like best actor in a leading role. Some of the other ones, I was like, well, clearly Avatar is going to win visual effects, which I don't even think we talked about. I guess I didn't write yeah. it down because it was just so easy to know. Visual effects, Avatar. The whole movie is visual effects. Yeah so I don't know something was just off about this entire presentation I hope they see their mistakes and fix I don't have high confidence in that but I I don't know I agree with a lot of the awards I always love watching the Oscars I'm I'm a movie fan I make all my picks which I'm disappointed in myself this year guys I normally can do pretty well there were 23 categories Normally, I get about 17, 16, 17 correct, but because of Everything Everywhere All at Once and my distaste for that movie, I only went 12 for 23
1: for 52% this year. I normally do pretty bad, and I ended up getting the exact same percentage. Yep, yeah. Not on the same things, but still managed to do it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, not too bad. Picking over 50% of the winners, I'll take it, but... It was just a strange Oscars. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to next year. I Hopefully, now that they have a host again, if they're going to keep doing that going forward, they get a better host. No offense, Jimmy Kimmel, but just get Billy Crystal. Dude was the best host you guys have had in, in years. He did it for like four years in a row and it was amazing <laughs> every time. Just bring him back. We all love him. Other than that, it's fine. Yeah. I agree with some. I disagree with some. I am very curious to see how Everything Everywhere all at once holds up. Ooh, you like that? Like hey. I thought kind of I snuck that in
1: there.
0: Yeah, you know what this show is. Stick all around about. for
1: ten years and let's find
0: out. <laughs> Stick around for one year and I'll go I'll cover this one a year from now and be like now.
1: <laughs> Could probably do it
0: now. Yeah, probably. But anyway, guys, that was it. That was our wrap up of what happened at the ninety fifth annual Academy Awards. Let us know in the comments what you thought of each award, who you think should have won. Overall, what did you think of the show? And until next time, keep watching movies. Bye.